Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Wednesday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky. Andy, Anthony Davis is back. The Lakers won a game and it looked like they had a little swagger in their steps as they beat Brooklyn 106-96 to Tuesday night. We'll cover all of that and more on the next Locked on Lakers. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday. Get this thing up as early as we can for you on those off nights, Andy, when the Lakers don't play. You know, we, we get it up on the YouTube channel, the Locked On Lakers YouTube channel, even earlier. So uh, you're always going to have content available for you uh, for, so you can follow the Lakers, you can get everything you need around the Lakers and the NBA. Uh, and I uh, want to let you know that today's episode is uh, brought to you by PrizePix. Check out prizepix.com, use the promo code NBA, or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. So, um, Andy, the Lakers for a solid six weeks now have been saying, well, we can't really judge what we are we can't really get going we can't really hit our stride until anthony davis returns there's a lot of truth to that uh you know obviously a huge missing ingredient for the lakers they got him back albeit on a minutes limit on tuesday in brooklyn and the results were pretty good 106 to 96 the final score game really wasn't that close the lakers were in control of it for really throughout and um all in all, an encouraging showing in AD's first game back. Yeah, I mean, you could just see a difference that he makes by virtue of his presence alone because you mentioned the the minutes limit. And before the game, Frank Vogel said that it wasn't anything concrete set in stone. They were just going to be smart about it. Um, and afterwards, Anthony Davis talked about how he would like to get off whatever that definition is as quickly as possible. He doesn't feel the need for it. His basic mindset is if I can play, I'm not going to, as he put it, babysit this thing. Right. You know, if I can be on the court, I'm going to be on the court. If I can't, I can't. This was a game where it was difficult to gauge exactly, you know, what that line was because he got into foul trouble pretty quickly at the top of both halves. Like he picked up two fouls early in the first half. Yeah, uh, and, which isn't, by the way, surprising for a guy no. who comes back from injury, a little, just a half step behind sure. or whatever, pick up a couple fouls. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't even mean that to uh, be critical of his performance or uh, as much as just letting you know it sort of threw, it threw a, a wrinkle into what might have been um, something to watch anyway. But, you know, the first play the Lakers ran was this high pick and roll with LeBron and AD. AD rolls to the basket. LeBron throws in this lob. He puts it down pretty forcefully with one hand. And you're, you're immediately reminded like, oh, yeah, that's what it looks like when you got a incredible lob target with these awesome hands like you know that's that's pretty useful guy to have there you know he had four blocks on the night you know only eight points and Anthony Davis was not a force in this game per se but they look a lot different just having a guy out there who on both ends of the floor you have to pay attention to yeah he always matters he always matters and I thought you know, particularly defensively, you know, like I said, eight points, not hugely impactful offensively. You know, shot was a little off rhythm and all that. But 
I thought you could see it defensively, not so much in everything he was doing specifically. You mentioned the four, four blocks, some of which turned into transition buckets, but just the overall quality of the defense and the level of defense um, that they were able to play and how that turned into transition opportunities. Um, I, I'm sure some of it is related to just the excitement of having the guy back, um, you know, a little extra spring in your step. You know, Malik Monk pointed to Miami on Sunday. It was like they came out and punched us in the mouth, and we didn't want to let that happen again. And you tell you know, we spent a lot of time on, I think it was Monday's show, talking about how they're not a team that learns from their mistakes, at least if you believe Malik Monk. In this case, they did. They came out with a much better uh, focus and energy for this one. But I, I, I'm pretty sure they had 20 fast break points at halftime. Um, and you could just see they were much better getting out and running and pushing pace and and finding the break, which is how they are best offensively. This, despite the fact that I'm sure we'll talk about it, they were god-awful on the offensive glass. I, Brooklyn had, did they have 17 offensive rebounds or only 16 before the Lakers got one? I think it was 16 uh, before Austin. It was 17 before I Austin Reeves got 17. one in the third quarter. It was like 30, 40 seconds left in the third quarter. Yeah. So they were, they were bad on the defensive glass and yet were still able to get enough stops, force turnovers, block shots, and do those things so that they could run and be their best selves offensively. That to me was where I noticed the biggest difference having Davis back in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, Austin Reeves, who played a really good game. He only scored two points, but he he played quite well over the course of this on both sides of the ball. Five rebounds, four on the offensive glass. The Lakers only had five offensive rebounds, four of which went to Austin Reeves. He also had six assists. A few of them were really spectacular. There's one going around where he you know, kind of threw this incredible cross-court pass. Uh, I believe it was to Malik Monk, who also had a great game that had literally the Lakers bench freaking out. Coaches yeah. falling all over each other, guys making the, you know, the vision, the binoculars, the Google, the the, the goggles and all that. Like, I mean, they were going nuts for this one. Yeah, um, and he uh, played Malik really Monk, well. Yeah, Malik Monk 22 points off the bench. He uh 6 of 12 from behind the arc and they just they seem more confident having Anthony Davis out there, which I don't blame them. He's, you know, he is in a lot of ways their most impactful important player and he really should be we've talked about this a lot their best player you want him to be on a game-to-game -game basis their best player LeBron's going to be the most talented and maybe I guess the most important just by virtue of all the different things he can do and he's the unquestioned leader but in a perfect world Anthony Davis is their best but also Brian like let's well, me I will say this the way LeBron is going now and we'll talk a little bit more about him I'm sure um it's going to be hard for anybody to be better than than LeBron. LeBron was insanely good against Brooklyn on on Tuesday. You know, thirty three points, seven rebounds, six assists, fourteen of twenty one from the floor. Andy, I mean, like hyper efficient. Um, and this is one of the more impressive games that we've seen on this sort of bender that he's been on really since AD went out. Um, so you know, to to be the best player on this team. That would be a spectacular result for the Lakers just because LeBron is playing so well. Yeah, I mean, AD, though, I think has a, a real opportunity to be best just in terms of both sides of the oh, ball. Oh, sure. Most, I know what you're getting at. I meant yeah. that more as a compliment to LeBron. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, he just, I think, has the opportunity to be the most like differenti uh, differentiated. Yeah. Differentiating. Thank you. You're uh, welcome. Player on both sides of the ball. But like also, 
watching him in this game, and you know, maybe this is me just what I see from the TV, but it felt like there was a sense of relief that he was back. You know what I mean? Because like this is something that has been hanging over this team, Brian, for like the last what is it month, month and a half, like however yeah, long, weeks, isn't it like seventeen games, six weeks, whatever it is, something like that. However long Anthony Davis has been out, and you know the time is running out for them to get the season in gear to reach the highest version of themselves. What whatever you think that version is, however much optimism belief you have in this team, it's not going to happen without Anthony Davis and just the idea of, okay, how many more damn games do we have to push through without having this guy here, you know, knowing like, okay, tick tock, tick tock. When are we actually going to be able to try to reach this place? Like, even if we can't do it, even if, you know, all the confidence they express in themselves, even if you think that is delusional and just the way this roster is set up, there's a ceiling to how good they can be, and it's much lower than they want it, fine. You still want the opportunity to try sure. to make it happen, and it ain't going to happen until AD's back. And I'll, I'll I'll tell you one more, and we'll talk about this after the break here. Like, it, it goes even beyond that. There's the, the aspect of we just understanding that we can't be what we want to be until AD is back in the lineup because it's a gigantic chunk of our talent that's missing. But it also it adds this sense of futility almost in some ways and, and, and purposelessness, Alfred, you know, whatever, um, you know, but like to, to some of these games that, that can be a little bit dispiriting. And I'll explain what I mean by that. And we'll obviously talk more about AD's impact, particularly on LeBron uh, and some of the defensive uh, things that LeBron was doing late in the game that he attributed in some ways to AD. We'll do all that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Prize Picks. Okay, Laker fans, you've been hearing me tell you about Prize Picks for months. Have you signed up yet? If not, get on it, man, because mm-hmm. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You're going to love this app for NBA and mixed sports pickums. For a limited time, here's a no brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50, $50 for free if a player in your first Prize Picks entry scores a single point. Like, put it on LeBron. You are guaranteed to get this thing, 50 bucks for free, but you've got to use the code NBA. It's an exclusive offer available only to locked on fans who use the code NBA. PrizePix has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. PrizePix offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players recording only a handful of minutes each game. Plus, PrizePix offers mixed sport opportunities. Like you can take the over on LeBron points, which Feels pretty good right now, combined with the under on Patrick Mahomes completion. So just use the award-winning app on the App Store or Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really easy. Prize picks are safe. They offer fast withdrawal. So again, go to Prize Picks today, use the promo code NBA or go to the App Store, download the app. If you're not playing Prize Picks, you don't know what you're missing. So I, th- I think one of the things that, it, I mean, it's frustrating in life, it's frustrating in 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 everything you do, certainly frustrating in sports, Andy, is when you get into a situation where you know that sort of all you're doing is treading water, all you're doing is biding time and whatever. And it doesn't mean that what you're doing isn't important. It doesn't mean that the, the games the Lakers have been playing aren't important. They are in a you know, in a bit of a situation in the Western Conference right now, still slotted into the play-in game. Denver's getting, you know, rolling now. Dallas is playing very well overall. 
Um, and so catching some of these teams to get back up even to a six seed is going to be a challenge um, for the Lakers and stay out of that play-in. Um, but, you know, it, when you have that setup to where Anthony Davis isn't here, so all of the things that we're doing are going to change. Everything that's good about how we're doing stuff right now is going to be different when AD comes back. Certainly a lot of the things that are going to be bad hopefully improve. But the rotation, um, Dwight or not Dwight tonight? Um, you know, are we going to go big or small? Like, How are we going to patch the... You're just you're treading water until Davis comes back because he slots everything back to where it's supposed to be. And we saw it a little bit with the rotation tonight in who played and who didn't. The Lakers didn't go small per se because when you start Anthony Davis and LeBron James in your front line, those are really large human beings. Um, but you started Stanley Johnson. Trevor Reza didn't see the floor. You, you know, are you know, you saw some Reeves and you saw Monk. And you saw uh, THT off the bench, and like that's it. You got your starters, and some of those other guys didn't play. Mello played. This is the team. Like they now can say night to night, with some exception here and there, as there always is. These are the nine guys that more or less are going to play, and now we can slot everybody into their rotation spot without having to do awkward backbends to try to figure out how we're going to match up against this center or that center or whoever it might be. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, during the game, or I guess before it happened, uh, there's a guy on Twitter, Guru Laker, or Lakers Guru, goes by at Guru Lakers, tweeted out before the game, I'll get Vogel tatted on my back if Ariza plays zero minutes tonight. Uh, Frank Vogel ended up playing Trevor Ariza zero minutes, so I retweeted out uh, that tweet at our account, at Cam Brothers, uh, with this picture of Frank Vogel giving him two thumbs up. Like, That's I, right. I am Let's giving you my blessing, uh, Lakers guru, uh, at Guru Lakers, and who follows us. Uh, appreciate that. Hopefully he's listening right now. Do you, uh, think, do you think he's going to get Frank Vogel, like an image of Frank Vogel tatted on his back? Is he going to go like Jordan Farmar had Farmar written on his back like it was his nameplate on his jersey? Which is really stupid and obnoxious. Well, here was the thing: like, which Jordan. would you, if you had to get Vogel in one way or uh, form tatted on your back, would you go image or word? Um. Well, let me filibuster a second just to point out uh, for people who never saw this: Jordan Farmar's back tat, which we saw all the time because we covered those teams. It was written in script in a way where what was it like? It looked it was like the same Farmar. upside down. It was Farmar, but it, if for some reason he was suspended upside down like a bat, it still would have said Farmar. <laughs> yes, it was. It it read the same upside down as right, right side which, up. I, and it's not a palin. I know there's a, probably a word for it. Palindrome is like a word that's written the same way backwards and forwards. I mean, there's like there's, but I don't know what the word for thing that's the same. When you look at it upside down or right side up, but I do know getting it tatted on your back is stupid. <laughs> so <laughs> it was so it was a bit unsightly. He should have gotten that word tatted on his back. But either way, so now you've done filibustering. You've had a moment to think about okay. it. Would you get the image of Frank Vogel, the visage of Frank Vogel, a handsome man, uh, a, a man of character? Um, what does visage mean? I don't know that word. Face. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
I'm not a smart man, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> it means groin, Andy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the word visage means. I don't no, know. No, I'm saying, that. but like, would you, what, which would you do? Now I'm Googling visage to make sure I'm right. Um, I would. I would go script. I would not go person's face. Vo- yes, Vogel's face. I mean that that God. starts getting into bit of creepy territory. I mean, like if it is, I I see people get like the face of their wife or their husband or their children, parents, grandmother, stuff like that, and that I think that can be extremely touching. But if you get and maybe if you got the face of somebody that was like one of your idols growing up, like a friend of the show, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He has a tattoo of Jimi Hendrix's face, or like, and, or like Frank Vogel. If you're just like a real <laughs> diehard going back to the Indiana days, I guess if you are a you know, big, big. I mean, there are. You, I mean, somebody out there is probably like, you know what? This guy has been my guiding light since ever since I he invented him. verticality. I really, right. I knew he was my north star. He made Roy Hibbert an all star, right? Uh, or you know, I really feel like those years with the Magic, he was underappreciated as a coach. But right. like, I feel like unless. You either know this person through blood or immediate family or like this is really, truly an iconic idol of yours. Somebody's face is just down. I feel like we're talking about Frank Vogel. Um, So let me ask you. Okay. Let me ask you. You'd go script. Obviously, you know, answer that question. Right. Would would it make a difference? Would you put his face on if the Lakers had given him, say, a three-year extension instead of a one-year extension? Would that change your math at all? Knowing that he might be around a little longer. No. With the. With this front office, does that really make you think he's going to be around longer? Have you seen what they've done with coaches over the last decade and change? Would you put a picture of Bernie Bickerstaff on your shoulder? Yes. On your back? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I would fill it. Yeah, he was fill my back. We'll, we'll talk about him on a different show. He was unbelievable. What I would do, though, is I would get different stuff tatted on me that means more that uses words that have v in it o in it g in it e in it and l in it and make those a little bit darker so <laughs> technically i'm getting vogel tatted on my back now there's a word for that have, too yeah <laughs> cheating <laughs> that's the word but that's how i would go about doing this that would i would i would honor the bet i would i would honor my word of what i would do you know but I would just get a V, get an O, get a G, get an E, get an L, make sure they stand out, but it doesn't necessarily have to just be like huge old school script of Vogel across I'm getting, my back. I'm getting I'm getting a, a, a just gigantic Frank Vogel face. Just yeah. fill up my back. Just yeah. do it. Um Okay, well, that note, was that a was related a note. Uh, <laughs> your wife is never, I mean, never. I like, to, I like to keep my shirt on in front of everyone. <laughs> I mean, I, if you do that, you realize in certain situations, it's like your wife is cheating on you with Frank Vogel. <laughs> I don't know. I think I just ruined this for you. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, <laughs> you just ruined it. Because <laughs> I was enthusiastic about doing it before. This is if I had declared that deal, I know. and I never would have. I'm just saying. And it's also I mean, a dumb bet. Like, you know, the, I mean, like, it's pretty obvious. Trevor Reese was not going to play that much once, once all these dudes were back. Um, but anyway, um, let's talk about LeBron. Or really anything else at this point. <laughs> um, because... LeBron said some stuff too about both how he's playing, but also he made some really good defensive plays. He was very engaged in this game throughout 
Um, I would like to remind people, I believe this was on TNT. Uh, <laughs> it does make a difference. For not just LeBron, all stars will oh. show out on the nationally televised games. Much LeBron's more than looking say. for a little exposure. Right. Much more than, say, Friday in Orlando. Um, but he said some stuff about what it means to play defense with AD there that is very relevant for what the Lakers are going to be doing going forward. We'll talk about it next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Built Bar. It's the new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure Built Bar is part of that. We're plan. getting Frank Vogel tattooed <laughs> on your back. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, if you're if you're gonna do that, you got to make sure that you are just physically jacked and yoked right, and by the, a flabby soft back for that it's gonna be well yeah i mean actually what that does is it creates a pressure for you brian to stay in shape for the rest of your life because the minute you let yourself go frank vogel in <laughs> turn <laughs> yeah you look I mean, like walter matthow <laughs> he starts aging poorly uh by the way someone left on uh the youtube comments section of the uh, locked on lakers podcast our, our channel uh john mccallion Nothing says jacked and yoked quite like the Cam brothers reading a copy about Built Bar, LOL. <laughs> right here. Yeah, right. they're getting their money's worth now. Tell you yes, that they much. are. Um, if you want to eat healthy, but you don't want it to get boring, go to Built Bars because they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. That's the good stuff. Great flavors to choose from, coconut almond, mint brownie, salted caramel, and down the line. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off your first order. Again, promo code LOCKED15, 15% off at Built.com. Built Bars are so healthy, Andy. You can have one for yourself and stuff another one back into Frank Vogel's maw on your back. Just <laughs> jab it in there. Um, so <laughs> LeBron, LeBron after the game, like, you know, look, we, we talked on Tuesday's show, like LeBron's defense over the last few games, he has been as guilty as the rest of the team, let's just say, in terms of the defensive shortcomings and some of the, the problems that they've had and, and all of that understandable given the the role he has had to take on offensively but we got another glimpse into what it looks like when he's engaged on both ends on Tuesday night you know there were some some great moments in the first half where he really was locked up and having I actually think a lot of fun bodying up LaMarcus Aldridge down low when he was trying to get posted up and um, critically as well in the fourth quarter came up with two huge steals um, I, I believe it was consecutive plays. Yeah, it was consecutive it. plays. It, it put the Lakers up, I believe, 15. Right. And, they were and, in a game that Brooklyn was still kind of threatening. Yeah. Consecutive plays, big dunks, high energy stuff, jumping passing lanes. You see the anticipation. Not this was these were not bad gambles. Obviously, they worked, but like plays where he clearly read what was going on with Brooklyn and jumped those passing lanes and really effectively put the game away. Um he talked afterwards about those plays and just broadly um, defense when Anthony Davis is there. What's different about it? And one of the things I thought was really interesting is he said, you know, I don't consider myself a gambling player, like a guy who shoots passing lanes and all that kind of Russell Westbrook is much more of a gambler. Kobe, much more of a gambler, particularly later in his career. Um, but the definition of what is gambling changes when Anthony Davis is there. You can be more aggressive. You can try to take a chance here or there, knowing that if you need a second to recover, knowing that if somebody gets past you or gets to the basket, Anthony Davis is there to help clean up mistakes. And, you know, 
the Lakers, when they've been at their best defensively, are when guys can be aggressive. LeBron can be aggressive. Avery Bradley can be aggressive at the point of attack and all these other things. And it just mentally, it gets so much easier to be able to do that when you know Davis is there. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, actually, when when they were talking about that, uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis, because they did their podium session together. Which they um, have been doing through most of the year, and it was nice to see again. Yeah. The gang, nice. the buddies were back together. Um, it reminded me of during the uh, the Kobe Powell championship years, the the back-to-back ones. We, we covered those teams. And the 2009 year, Kobe, Trevor Ariza, and Lamar Odom had a steals contest going for the entire season. You know, between them, which, you know, Phil Jackson made it clear a couple times during the year he was not wild about this contest and occasionally thought guys got a little bit too exuberant in their quest to win the thing. But for the most part, it did not affect their defense adversely, in part because Kobe, Powell, I mean, Kobe, Trevor, and Lamar were all very smart defenders. But also, too, when you've got Andrew Bynum and even Paul Gasol, who improved a lot as a defender over his course of time with the Lakers, it makes it easier to do some very controlled, instinctual, you know, pick your spots gambling because you know those dudes are behind you. Or if you really want to press up on a uh, press up on a ball handler, knowing like, all right, there's there's a chance I could get burned here. There's also a chance I can be disruptive. Either way, I got that dude behind me makes a huge difference. For, for all these guys, and to, to whatever degree they want to be able to try to play, you know, for lack of a better way of putting it, Avery Bradley-esque defense, <laughs> you know, and, and Avery, you know, Avery make of that what you will. Hey, a- Avery s- straight up isolated on an island, stripped James Harden twice in this game. Like Avery had a nice game uh, defending Of James the Harden. ball, not of his yeah. clothes. It just allows guys to take more controlled chances, knowing that they, they have a legitimate back line there that is, you know, better than Dwight Howard. It is better than DeAndre Jordan. It's better than LeBron being back there. You know, I mean, like Anthony Davis is just different than all those guys. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am, um, I'm excited finally to see kind of what the next few games look like. And I'm not excited in the sense of like, oh, I saw something Tuesday night that makes me think like it's going to like, I just, I want to see it. Like I've been waiting all year to see what this thing is and we haven't had a chance. And aside from Kendrick Nunn, who may play this year and may not, but I've stopped waiting for Kendrick Nunn. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm over that. Um, and, and all that stuff like this is the, the, the lineup essentially we've been waiting for these three guys together, healthy, and playing sustained minutes together, knock on wood, we actually get to see it. But like, I'm excited because we were like, this is what we should have been doing in October and haven't had a chance. And like, we're going to find out what they're, they're, they're good at and what they're not and, and how competitive they can be. And what's funny to me about it too, is like these guys, you can tell are really like you'd mentioned before, excited to get going on it because you know, the return of Anthony Davis was the thing that not just fans have been hanging on or media, but they've been hanging on as like the the last sort of uh, excuse is the wrong word, but extenuating circumstance. It's the that last explanation. Could allow them, uh, right. But, uh, but the thing that allows that athletes do that allows them to have the mindset of optimism and hope and belief that you have to have if you think you can win. Um, 
the return of AD is that last sort of piece that they've been hanging on to from a belief standpoint. And now they can start to go do it. And yeah. I, I'm excited to see what the result is, good or bad. Hopefully good. Look, some of the games that they've played like crap, Brian, Anthony Davis's absence was not a legitimate explanation. Like if you had brought up Anthony Davis with some of these, that's just an excuse. Because even if they had played, even if they had lost, they could have played better without Anthony Davis being there. But as an explanation in terms of, okay, we believe that there is a fullest version of ourselves. Not having Anthony Davis there, that's not making excuses. That's not shirking accountability. That's legitimate. I mean, he he is supposed to be at minimum like an ironclad all-star player for this team. And he's supposed to be by far your best defensive player. Like it makes a massive difference if he's not there. So, and he is, like, by the way, both of both of those things. As much right. as we've criticized his play this year, you know, broadly speaking, he's an all-star. So I mean, I mean like, he'd this, make an all-star team this year. This is steeped in reality. And and I think in a lot of ways for these guys, it's been more frustrating just to not be able to let the chips fall where they may, however that however that ends up laying out, just with everybody there. And if and to just to know, all right, you know what? We went for something and we know for sure it just won't work. That's really disappointing. You know, it raises a lot of questions, including what the hell are they going to do next year? But at least you know where you stand. Like you truly know it. Even if it's not the answer that you want, it's an answer. They've spent now, like, what is it, almost 50 games without an actual answer. Yep. And that has to be just incredibly frustrating for these guys. It's got to be, frankly, really, you know, un unusual just to wrap your head around. Like, I mean, it's very strange to have a season play out like this, like this yeah. extreme. And athletes, one of the things that I find so fascinating about professional athletes is their ability to take whatever circumstances they're in and make that kind of like the 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 best of 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 the world that we need to be in. Like, and it could be one thing one season and another thing another season that are diametrically opposed. And they'll say, yes, this is exactly this is a good thing for us. This is like they they have to because this is part of of the of the process. Um, and you know they believe still that they are a good team if all of their players are available, and in part because there isn't enough of a sample size to prove them otherwise. And so many other things about what this season is supposed to be have been proven otherwise, so to speak. But this one hasn't. And I think it's something that fans obviously have held on to in media, but really the players, and they're the most important part of it, um, have too. they got a long way to go. they got a lot of ground to make up, not in standings, but just in terms of the quality of their play. But at least they got a shot now because he's there. And uh, we'll see what happens starting uh, again on Thursday in uh, in Philly against Joel Embiid and the and the very excellent Philadelphia 76. That's a game where you may end up seeing Dwight Howard <laughs> after yeah. all this time we spent talking about it. But again, but, but, but that's a, that's as much because they have Joel Embiid and Andre Drummond. Right. Exactly. As a backup who plays. Exactly. So, yeah. So, like, yeah, a situational lefty, which is what Dwight Howard has turned in for this team. So, um, yeah, lots more to come. Uh, Ramona Shelburne wrote a, a really interesting article about Russell Westbrook and the post-benching thing and what that's been like. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll talk about 
uh, for Thursday's show. Obviously looking forward to the rest of the road trip. A lot to cover now that Anthony Davis is back. I uh, want to re- remind you to subscribe to Locked on Lakers on YouTube. And thank you again for making Locked on Lakers your first listen of every day. Make another Locked on Podcast your second listen. Maybe Locked on Rams with our friend Travis Rogers as the Rams get ready for the NFC Championship game and maybe even a home field Super Bowl. That'd be pretty crazy. Be kind of cool. Uh, second year in a row that would happen. I don't know if that's ever happened before. Uh, anyway, see everybody on Thursday.